Voyage. Blake! Good night, good night. It's morning, so a little over 12 hours. Are you serious? Again? What the hell did you guys drug me with? I'm sorry you're having trouble, but... Where am I? Where's Andy? Just relax. No, what the hell happened with... What? My right hand was cuffed to the bed frame. What the hell is this? Jess, please. Blake. Jess, you need to relax. Why am I cuffed? <sighs> because they don't trust you. But I've talked to them and, well, that's why I'm here. He held up a key. I talked to the chief. He agreed to let you go, but you have to return to the hotel for the time being. Andy's still there, waiting. How long do we have to stay? Until the task force can make their move. We know when they're going to strike. You do? Yeah. It looked like he wanted to tell me, but was hesitant. Blake, you don't think I've been lying, do you? I, uh... You don't trust me. It's not that. It's just the TNTF needs to be cautious, and I... I... Okay. I could take a hint. I'd like to leave now. Okay. Yeah. The doctor said everything looked fine, by the way. That, uh, was probably more exhaustion than anything. Sure. Let me grab a doctor real quick and we'll get you back to the hotel. I stared down at my cuffed hand. <sighs> this was ridiculous. How could they not believe me? Did they really think I was some kind of informant? An hour later, and I was signed out and leaving the hospital. Blake walked next to me as we went down the hallway. He looked rough. His face had a smattering of bruises, and he walked with a limp. I felt bad for him, but I was also still upset. This is crazy. You know, I asked to be here, to accompany you. Why? I thought it better than Joe or anybody else, wouldn't you agree? I couldn't care less at this point. That seemed to hurt him a bit, but I was just so frustrated. Hey. What? We stopped in the hallway in front of one of the rooms. Thought maybe you'd like to see your friend Alexi. I peered in through the door window, but could only see the bottom half of the hospital bed. The rest being hidden by a curtain. There was also a man sitting inside watching the TV. That must have been a guard. Here. Blake led me inside and over to the bed. He gave a half wave to the guard who just nodded in response. He's still not awake? No, but they say he's stable. I stared at his face. He seems so relaxed right now. Peaceful. I felt bad about his predicament, but his involvement led to my involvement. I'm sorry about all of this. I didn't respond. I just continued to look at Alexi. I watched his chest move slowly up and down. Jess. You know, they threatened to hurt his fiance. We know. That's why we have someone watching her, too. This whole situation affects a lot of people. Not just me. You know what I mean. During the recall, I remember them threatening him. But he wanted no part of it. That's respectable. To do what's right, even if it means going against your family. I even remember Pavel trying to convince him by using the loss of his brother. As some kind of leverage. Dimitri. Pavel had a twin brother. Like me. Really? Yeah. He was killed by CIA agents in Poland. They tried to take him alive, but... Blake shrugged. 
Alva really upped his operations against the West since then. When all this is said and done, you'll be easy on Alexi, right? Joe may have some pull here and there, but like with you, I won't let him get away with throwing anyone else through the ringer. <sighs> okay, we can go. We rode the elevator up in silence. In fact, we hadn't talked much the whole ride to the hotel. But was that such a shock? I wanted to be more open and honest with her, but... You know, I have work. Yet, I have to stay in my prison cell suite until you guys don't need me anymore. Or am I looking to transfer to a real prison cell soon? I felt bad. I tried to make eye contact with her as we walked, but she wasn't having it. We turned the corner to see Agent Richardson sitting in a chair outside the room. He nodded to me. I nodded back, but then, before we reached the room, I stopped Jess. Hey. Yeah? I'm sorry about all of this. I really am, but there's not a whole hell of a lot I can do right now. You know, the speaking Russian thing was your guys' fault. And I explained that to the chief. He agreed. They're not going to press charges. Joe has pull, but I have more. But it doesn't mean you'll just be free to go. Not just yet. TNTF will keep a watchful eye on you for a while, at least until we find Leonid. And how long will that take? Haven't you had trouble with that in the past? Ouch. What about my daughter? She has school. She has a father. Listen, Jess, I'm not supposed to be saying this, but my team found useful information in the warehouse. Looks like some good came from that attack after all. Useful information. They plan to hit the Capitol building. I looked up and down the hallway before going on. <sighs> We think they plan to fire from international waters. The Navy's on high alert and investigating. Got a search and seizure thing going on. We're not sure when they plan to attack, but we know the time is short. Make sure to check yachts. They mentioned yachts. Oh, they'll be checking any boat large enough to carry a missile. Good. I really am sorry, Jess. But if it wasn't for you... Enough with the sweet talk. She smirked. You got it. She took another step towards the room, but I stopped her again. Oh, and uh, one more thing. After all this is over, I was wondering if maybe, maybe you'd want to grab a bite to eat sometime? Are you allowed to ask that? I mean, we aren't working together anymore. Although we always have spots available if you want to change in careers. <laughs> I think I'm good. So is that a yes to dinner? As long as you can promise it'll be devoid of espionage, kidnappings, and unverifiable injections. Scout's honor. This time, it was a full smile. Okay. She went to the door, nodded to Agent Richardson, and then knocked. Mom! Her daughter jumped into her arms. I was so worried. I know. I'm sorry, honey. I smiled as they went inside. I gave Agent Richardson a half salute and then went back to the elevators. My mind was back on the mission. And the search. Please tell me they found something. You could have gotten yourself killed last night. And for what? Or maybe I should say for who? Agent Connors? Andy, we talked about this. They needed my help. But trust me, no more. Don't give me that crap, Mom. He's got a thing for you, that's obvious. That's why you helped. What? No. That's fine if you like him too, but- But what? Ever since you and Dad divorced, you've buried yourself in your work and shut people- me especially, out of your life. That's ridiculous, Andy. Is it? Dad always finds time for me, but you? You always seem to be too busy. 
And now if you start dating this Agent Connors... Mom, are you even listening? But I had actually zoned out, focusing on the TV screen. One of my ads was playing. Oh, of course. One second, Andy. I grabbed my phone and called Blake. Jess? It's misdirection. What? It's misdirection. They don't plan on attacking the Capitol. Think about it. The warehouse was booby-trapped. Yes, and at first we thought it was a setup, but our records indicate they had no idea we were coming. Bomb techs also said that the explosions were very quickly, which means... I know what you're saying. Then odds are they would be acting fast, hence the urgency. But your team hasn't found any missile, right? What are you getting at, Jess? There are a lot of boats in the water. Yes, but maybe you're looking in the wrong spot. Pavel and Leonid mentioned a yacht, but they also mentioned Wall Street and... Real estate investing, I remember. So maybe, maybe they had another target in mind. Except, I don't know what that would do to help them anyway. Volkov funds his own operations, so he always has to keep his mind on money. If he attacked Wall Street, that would affect his wallet. But not as much if his money was tied up in real estate, which tends to be less affected by the stock market. Shit. I gotta go. Thanks. Well? If they left when we think they left, then yeah, they could be near the Manhattan coast. Jesus. And you trust her. You know it makes sense, Joe. It's why we haven't found anything. When I made it to the offices, I was quick to tell everyone about the new revelation. I couldn't believe I'd miss this. I still don't trust her. Yeah, well, if we find this missile, I expect to see your foot shoved far back into your mouth. I want to fly out there. There isn't time. Yeah, Kirby, these guys could launch the missile at any point. Then what makes you think they'd wait till they're on the coast? Jesus, they already know we're onto them. Meaning arms are ready. They launch far enough away, it could give us a chance to shoot it down. A very slim chance. They're relying on misinformation. Yeah, they don't want any screw-ups. They'd want to be as close as possible. Then dip right into international waters. I still want to fly out. It'll be a waste of time. These guys have been one step ahead of us the whole time. Yeah, and you blame Jess. Let's see if you have much room to do that after this. You doubt there's an informant? No, I just doubt that Jess is one. Andy, can you just make the most out of our current situation? Please? I don't want to be here any more than you do. She laid on the bed, sprawled out, scowling while staring up at the textured ceiling. Oh, I'm hungry. When do you think Buster will be back? <laughs> His name is Agent Richardson. Oh, I don't care. When do you think he'll be back? He never takes this long. I'm sure any minute. You already placed the order. We are trying our best to relax in the room. My headaches were coming back, but luckily no flashes. The curtains were opened, showing us how gorgeous it was outside. That's where I wanted to be right now. I was itching for a run. But here I was, stuck watching teen reality shows with Andy. But every so often I would switch over to the news to see if there was any word on the search. There you go. Oh, finally. Hey, I was just... <gasps> what the... Oh my god. A man stepped in, pointing a gun at Andy's chest as she backed up. Don't move. But it wasn't just any man. It was... Pavel? Hey, 
Hey, boss, what are you up to? Scanning security footage for the neighborhood me and Jess were in. SUV pulled away with Lee in it. There has to be footage. Are you looking through street cameras? Because that's not enough. You'll have more luck with private businesses. Oh, I know. Sammy's already on that. Having second thoughts about Leonid taking off? Leonid's got a lot of help and something doesn't sit right with me. If we can just locate where- Damn it, Blake! Now what? Chief didn't let you know? Let me know what? Looks like I'll be flying out after all. Why do you say that? Agent Richardson's dead. What? Since when? Five minutes ago. The body was found outside the hotel. Jess? Gone. Looks like I was right all along. What about hotel surveillance? It was disabled. I was in complete and utter shock. How could that happen? No, I didn't want to believe it. But as Kirby was standing there heated, my phone went off. I got a text from Jess. One word. Help. Uh, keep your hands on the wheel. I was driving the car with Pavel sitting next to me. But was it Pavel? His voice was different. I wanted to send another text to Blake, but couldn't now, not with a gun pressed into my side. That's it. Take that exit. Andy was in the seat behind me, but there was another Russian man in the back seat with her. He didn't have his gun out, but I knew he had one. He had it on us when we left the hotel. Now we were getting off the highway. I wasn't sure where they were taking us, but I knew it wouldn't be good. Mom? It's gonna be all right, Andy. Yes, yes, it'll be all right. Just keep doing as I say and everything will be all right. Somehow I didn't believe him. I saw what they did to Blake and the other agents. I see the way you look at me, as if you've seen the ghost. But do not worry, your mind is not playing tricks on you. That's when it hit me. This wasn't Pavel. Word on the street is my brother is dead. Too bad your agent friends were only worried about him and Leonid. They did not plan for a third threat. Word on the street was you were killed in Poland. Yes, well, unlike my brother, I got lucky. How did you find me? Blake Connors believes me to be dead man. As a dead man, I can get away with a lot. Even tailing Agent Connors all the way to your hotel. I had to get out of this, but I wasn't sure how. Oh, keep quiet. You won't be able to talk your way out of this. Then please, let me stop and let my daughter out. If you are worried about your daughter, then keep doing as I say. Turn at the light. Wait a second. I knew where I was. I was near my neighborhood, not far from the Ashley River. Where were they taking me? Turn. I turned right, but my mind raced. I was fighting the consistent headaches. Suddenly, an image of the Ashley River flashed in my mind. Ugh. What is it? Sorry, a headache. He didn't seem too concerned. More flashes in my mind of past events. But I had to focus. I had to do something. I couldn't be tied up again. Blake wasn't with me this time. But Andy was. Think, just think. That's it. Keep going. At next light, you'll make left. Where are we going? Don't you worry about that. I looked in the rearview mirror to see that Andy was wearing her seatbelt. I moved my eyes to the Russian man in the back. He wasn't, and neither was Dimitri next to me. Slow down. No need to draw attention. I looked at the speedometer. I didn't even realize I was going 15 over. Sorry, I'm nervous. But then I got an idea. I saw my way out. It wouldn't be easy, but I had to do something. Ahead of me was a semi, making a left at the light. 
It sat in the middle of the intersection, waiting its turn. I said slow down. I picked my foot up off the pedal, moved into the turn lane, coming up to the red light, watching the huge truck turn in the middle of the intersection. I locked eyes with Andy in the rear view mirror, then hit the gas. I saw Andy grimace and brace. Stop! He pressed the barrel of the gun deeper into my ribs, but it was too late. I slammed right into the side of the truck at an angle. Both Dimitri and the Russian man slammed forward, but I pinned their side of the car to the semi. Andy, go! I grabbed Andy's arm and pulled her forward. The Russian men would be out any moment, but would they shoot us here in broad daylight? Get her! I didn't want to find out. We ran across the street. We narrowly missed being hit by multiple cars as everyone was forced to slam on their brakes. Go, go! I didn't even think about stopping. I saw them crawl out of the crumpled car. We made our way through a front yard and jumped over a fence. What are we gonna do? Here. I slammed my phone into her hand. You're gonna hide here and call Blake. What are you gonna do? I'm gonna lead them away. Oh no. Andy, there's no time. I took a look around, trying to get my bearings. Suddenly shooting pain in my head. Images of explosions, a busy office, people shouting, Blake tied to a chair, a bell above a door ringing. Mom! Sorry, tell Blake the food mart. Now hide. I pushed her into some bushes, then ran the opposite way back through the front yard. I jumped a chain link fence and surveyed the area. I didn't see them. Shit. I saw the Russian man running towards me. I ran onto the sidewalk and across the small side street, ducking between parked cars. I thought about flagging down a car, but there was no time now. I couldn't stop. Over there! I took a quick look behind me to see both men. They were splitting up. Oh, man. Would I make it to Food Mart? And would Blake have enough time to get there? Come on, Jess. You trained for this. I picked up the pace, moving to the sidewalk on another side street and pushing hard. It wasn't long before the Food Mart sign appeared over the treetops. I ran through three more yards and then hit another sidewalk that led me right into the parking lot. I took a quick look back to see the Russian man in the middle of the street looking around. I ducked into the store. Mr. Newton? Mr. Newton! But I didn't see him. I didn't see anyone. But what I did see was a phone behind the counter. I went for it, thinking I could call the police. I was just about to grab it when... I dove behind the nearest aisle and crawled my way to the back of the store. Back to where all this started. I didn't know if he was in the store yet, but I hurried toward the back door. I made it just in time to see Dimitri running my way. I slammed the door shut, but he hit it with such force I nearly fell back. I tried holding the door shut, but he kept slamming into it. I looked around for some kind of weapon. Anything. He shot out the lock and handle. I ran to the side of the dumpster, a broken two-by-four sitting on top. I grabbed it as he came out and swung. I hit his wrist, which sent the gun flying. He ignored it, instead pouncing on me. You won't pay for this. I tried to get out of his grip, kicking and scratching wildly. But he had a hold of my neck and one of my arms. I couldn't believe I was in this position again. His teeth were clenched as I struggled. I reached for the gun, but it was too far from me. Oh, come on, Jess. Come on! You will pay for what you did to my brother. I felt my vision becoming blurry. Flashes of past events came rushing in. The Ashley River the billowing smoke, and the raid. Blake being hit and kicked. The hotel. 
Buster delivering food. Andy jumping into my arms. They weren't coming in any specific order. My mind was reeling. I was struggling to breathe. I had to focus or this would be it. I closed my eyes and tried to focus. My head felt like it was going to explode. I was about to give up when the image of the bottle came flashing into my mind. The bottle. The thing I knocked when listening into their conversation. It rolled under the dumpster. The one I was right next to. Would it still be there? I had to try. I swung my hand up and under the dumpster and... There! I grabbed it and swung it hard at Dimitri's head. <coughs> he toppled over, giving me just enough room to shimmy out from under him and reach the gun. All before he turned his attention back to me. Bits of glass stuck in his brow and cheek. I aimed just as he lunged. I hit him in the shoulder and chest. He slammed back into the dumpster and slowly slid to the ground. I forced myself onto my feet. Don't move. Oh shit. The other Russian man was standing there in the back alley. Gun aimed right at my chest. Drop the gun. I had no choice. I did as he said. The man smirked and aimed at my head. Just then, a black SUV came screeching up the dirt alley. The Russian man fired a single shot into the windshield before being hit by the SUV, which sent him flying into a concrete wall and knocking him out cold. Blake! Glad I'm not too late. But then his demeanor instantly changed. I noticed a trickle of blood running down his chest. He was shot. Oh no. Blake! He stumbled out of the vehicle, gun in hand. I'm okay. Helps on the way. As I approached, though, his eyes shifted. Jess, get down! What? I spun around to see Dimitri with bottle in hand charging. I quickly ducked, and Blake fired, hitting him right between the eyes. There. Now we're even. I ran to him as he slowly lowered himself to the ground and leaned against the SUV. I put my hand against the wound in an effort to stop the bleeding. Just hold out a little longer. I can hear the sirens. They're coming, Blake. They're coming. Wait, wait. I need to talk to Jess. No, you need to rest. Rainy helped the EMTs load me into the ambulance. I guess I blacked out for a moment, but now that I was awake, all I could think about was Jess. I'll take care of things here, Blake. Chief's on his way. As she climbed out of the ambulance, I could see Kirby walking up. Where's Saunders? I want to talk to her. Already on her way to the hospital. Then I want to talk to Blake. She stepped aside so Kirby could see me wrapped up on the stretcher. What the hell happened to you? Joe, don't you have a plane to catch? Chief's sending another team, one that's already in New York. So, now you're going to bother Miss Saunders? Leonid is still out there, and she knows something. She's not the informant. But you believe there is one? Just then, Rainy furrowed her brow and bit her lip. Maybe it's you, Joe. <laughs> Kirby marched off, frustrated. I turned my attention to Rainy. <sighs> you think? But she just smirked and shrugged. Go get patched up. Two days later, and I was still in the hospital. They were taking a bunch of precautions with me, especially when I told them of my recall fit during my fight with Dimitri. But that didn't compare to Blake, who had to go through extensive surgery to remove his bullet. Rainey finally let me see him when he was in recovery. 
I can't believe Pavel's twin brother was still alive. <laughs> we were just as shocked. Again, sorry about everything. You have to stop apologizing. Everything worked out, right? I motioned to the TV screen behind me where the news was showing footage of the mega yacht that had been raided. They had found the missile. That's all thanks to you, but it's not over, Jess. I wish it were, but it's not. Have you reconsidered witness protection? I thought you said witness protection was pointless with Leonid. I'd be lying if I said Rainy wasn't just trying to scare the pants off you in an effort to gain your help. So it wasn't true? Well, no. Leonid has connections, as you know. You'd never be 100% safe, but you would be safer. So would Andy. I'll think about it. But right now, you just focus on getting better. We have a date, remember? <laughs> of course. It's why I refuse to die. The next day, and I was back at the house, helping Andy pack. Ugh. Your boss again? I already told him I'd head into the office after I dropped you off at the airport. Maybe I should just call for a ride. No, Andy. Things are going to be different. I want to make an effort to spend more time together. Really? You're not worried about losing your job? Mr. Marks won't fire me. And hell, if he does, I always have that offer to join the TNTF. Oh, please don't. Come on. Let's get you to the airport. As we walked to the car, my phone rang again. <sighs> One second, Andy. Hello, Mr. Marks, I told you- Miss Saunders, you've cost me a lot. I owe you, and I always pay my debts. Third Threat is a production of Voyage Media. The series is produced by Nat Mandel, Robert Midas, Dan Benamore, Robert M. Lamb, and Jack Austin. Executive produced by Ray and Barbara Chatterton. Adapted by Robert M. Lamb from the screenplay by Jack Snyder and the Third Threat series of books by Barbara Chatterton. The novels are available on Amazon. The link is in the show notes. Starring Gina Coyle as Jess and Jack Austin as Blake. Additional cast credits available in the show notes. Edited, sound designed, and mixed by Andres Coca. Original music by Derlis Gonzalez. If you're enjoying the show, please leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you're listening, and subscribe now for future episodes.